the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, indeed, here we go again, on our own. I'm just going to roll with the music and let that happen. Why not? Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show here on the Salem Radio Network. Dennis is off today. My name is Bob France, so pleased and honored every time I get the call from Dennis to speak to one of the most intelligent audiences in all of talk radio. And by the way, we are changing the world, according to the New York Times. Those of us in conservative talk radio changing the world, turning millions of Americans into conservatives just with the sound of our voices. What a brilliant thing that is. I'll talk more about that as we go. But again, I am Bob France live in my home state and my home studio of AM 1420, The Answer. That is the ReliefFactor.com studios here in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, very privileged and pleased to be talking with you today. Yeah, uh, the New York Times says that we are turning millions of Americans into conservatives. And it's a wonderful, glorious headline, to be honest with you. And then I read the article and I realize, oh, they think that's a bad thing. That They're lamenting the fact that the, uh, the conservative America is being driven in large part by some of the incredible conservative voices uh, that grace the airwaves, uh, from the Dennis Pragers of the world to the Hugh Hewitts to the, uh, the Mike Gallagher's and the Larry Elders and the Sebastian Gorkas. And yes, you know some of the others for some of the other companies as well. And I consider myself to be a very small part of that in my own little corner of the universe in Cleveland, Ohio. That talk radio is turning millions of Americans into conservatives. I think that's a great thing. They complain about it. Like I said, they lament that fact in the article. And um, I, I just feel like it's a, it's a great blessing uh, and an acknowledgement of, of the fact that we're doing our jobs. And what is our job? What is our job, you may ask yourself, in terms of the talk radio world? Our job is to balance the scales. You see, um, there's an old adage uh, that goes something like, necessity is the mother of all invention. And I could be butchering that a little bit, but I think you get the point of it. Necessity is the mother of invention. In other words, things are created because people recognize there is a void in some capacity and that this creation can fill that void. Uh, something needs to be built in order for us to advance as a society. And it, maybe it's creation. Necessity, necessity is the mother of creation. Uh, at any rate, like I said, I may be butchering the, uh, uh, the, the phrasing, but that's the reality when it comes to talk radio and what we do. There was a need for it. There was a necessity. 
Because you could very easily take the headline in the New York Times of talk radio is turning millions of Americans into conservatives. And you could change that headline to the mainstream media has turned millions of Americans into leftists. And it's because of the mainstream media's leftward slant and leftward sprint, to be quite honest with you, in, in the last decade or two. It's that is really, and maybe three, that is really what has necessitated the balancing of the scales. If the New York Times itself, along with the Washington Post and the Chicago Tribune and the San Francisco Chronicle and the Los Angeles Times and the Cleveland Plain Dealer, where I am, if they, along with the ABC, NBC, and CBS nightly news programs and morning news programs, if they hadn't gone so full-on leftist, there wouldn't have been a need for somebody like you know, a Rush Limbaugh to come around to pave the way, the way for so many others. The originators of this, this medium, like Dennis himself, and as I say, like Rush, and you know, to get into the Hannity's who've been doing this for 20-some-odd years and others, you know, I, I, I have no problem acknowledging other people who do the great work that, that we do on conservative radio, but our voice wouldn't have been so necessary if they didn't pollute what used to be journalism with full-on leftist ideology. And that's what they've done. They've polluted it. And so people had a hunger and a thirst, and they still have it, for the other side of the story. We knew that we weren't going to, and people realized they weren't going to get all of the news on you know matters that are so important to our society and to individually our lives. We weren't going to get the full story, both sides of the issue, etc., from the likes of these news organizations. And so talk radio was born to provide the, the other half of the story, the, the, the missing elements. You know, sometimes media commits crimes of omission as much as crimes of commission. In other words, they're not just printing lies, although that is the case in some circumstances. And they're not just broadcasting lies, although that is the case in some circumstances. It's what they're not saying that creates you know, the, the propaganda, if you will. It creates the misinformation of the public. They'll only tell you what they want you to know, not everything that you need to know to understand the truth of an issue, a story, a candidate, an election, or what have you. And so here comes talk radio saying, you know what you read in the New York Times yesterday about this or that? What you saw on the NBC Nightly News about this or that? Well, here's what they didn't tell you. And suddenly it's like, oh, and that's an extraordinary thing to be, to, you know, to be to be given the full story, and it changes completely the complexion of the issue, and so people flocked to that, and for thirty going on forty years now, perhaps, you know, since you know people like Dennis kind of started this, and people like Rush and others. I mean, this is this is what we needed. Necessity is the mother of invention. Again, that's my butchered phrasing. Talk radio is here because people want to know the other side of the story. 
because the leftists will shut it down and censor and suppress every bit of the other side that they can. You know where you know the, the, the latest and greatest example of that is? They can't shut down talk radio. They tried. Oh, you know they tried, and they will try again if Joe Biden and the Democrats get full power. And I firmly believe that you cannot have one without the other when it comes to Democrat victories. If Joe Biden wins the White House, they will have the turnout necessary in the key states to win the Senate. Add that to their already strong hold on the House, and they will have full-on power. I don't, don't think you can have one without the other. Biden won't win the presidency without them also winning the Senate. Democrats will not win the Senate without also carrying Biden to the presidency. And if they do win, they'll do everything they can to shut down talk radio, to censor it, to use fairness doctrines again, as Clinton once tried to impose, to try to make sure that there is a balance on radio airwaves of liberal and and, uh, conservative uh, news talk, as if there's a balance on television or in print, which of course there is not. But they can't, since they cannot really suppress talk radio at the moment, they do what they can to suppress conservative voices in the new media. The new media, of course, is the social media between Twitter and Facebook primarily. And then you can extend that to other forms of uh, social media to things like, you know, the video sharing platform of YouTube owned, owned by Google. We all know what YouTube has done to Dennis and Prager University and why there are lawsuits right now. But they do everything and every, anything that they can to suppress conservative voices on social media to censor, to ban, or to shadow ban conservative voices and points. Anything and everything they can do to undermine or undercut conservative talking points, this is what they do. So, and I'm getting a bit off on a tangent here to start the broadcast, and that's okay, though, because I want people to understand. Talk radio, in this article in the New York Times, which I'll quote more extensively later, um, talk radio creating millions of conservatives, that's the headline, turning millions of Americans into conservatives, is not the goal of talk radio. Talk radio's goal was just to provide the other side of the story that you will not get from the leftists in the mainstream network news and in the traditional print media. The bottom line is, talk radio just gives the other side. And if that happens to turn people away from liberalism and toward conservatism and fairness, that's just a byproduct. My name is Bob France, in for Dennis Prager. Thanks for being with us here on the Salem Radio Network. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. And although this way is stringing us along, just know you're not alone, because I'm going to make this place your that's a great message for Amy Coney Barrett. You are not alone. There are people who support you despite the attacks you are going to face incessantly from the uh, demon rats on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, and yes, we are going to make the Supreme Court of the United States your home. 21 minutes after the top of the hour, Bob France sitting in for Dennis Prager live here in Cleveland, Ohio, in the ReliefFactor.com studios. I uh, appreciate you being with us. As you know, on Capitol Hill right now, the Senate Judiciary Committee is beginning the confirmation hearings for Judge Barrett to serve as the next justice on the court. In remarks prepared for her opening statement, Judge Barrett notes, I believe in the power of prayer, and it has been uplifting to hear that so many people are praying for me. In past Senate hearings, Judge Barrett has had to face serious and scurrilous attacks on her Catholic faith, but she triumphed, much like Jack Denton triumphed, after Alliance Defending Freedom helped defend his rights at Florida State University. Simply for sharing... In private, his Catholic beliefs with other Catholic students. A smear campaign was started, and Jack was removed as president of the Student Senate. But as we told you earlier this month, Alliance Defending Freedom filed a lawsuit against the university, and here's the update. On Friday, October 9th, a Florida court ruled that Jack's free speech rights had been violated and ordered Florida State to pay him as president of the Student Senate while the lawsuit continues. ADF can only fight and win these religious freedom battles with your help. Please go to DennisPrager.com and click on the ADF banner. Your gift of $100 or more defends religious freedom from coast to coast. Just go to DennisPrager.com or you can call 855-649-2020. That's 855-649-2020 to join Dennis Prager in supporting Alliance Defending Freedom. I want to point something out to you as we get started. First of all, two guests are going to be joining us on the program today. In about an hour, a little over an hour from now, uh, we are going to talk with Michael Knowles, who is a wonderful historian and a talk show host, and to me, maybe the most astute analyst of historical analyst of Christopher Columbus uh, working in media today. He has done a video for Prager University, a five-minute fantastic uh, animated video of Prager University, for Prager University of Christopher Columbus's exploits. Uh, and today, of course, being Columbus Day, it's uh, perfectly timed. We're going to have Michael on the program to talk about why it is that so many people on the left have sought to demonize Christopher Columbus's exploits. Again, Christopher Columbus... You know, what he did in, in, you know, exploring westward and finding the new world, if you will, um, you know, was, was so extraordinarily um, important that his name adorns schools and cities and towns and streets and so many other things, statues of him everywhere. But in recent years, leftists have, have decided that what he did was terrible and his sins outweigh his accomplishments. Michael Knowles has a lot to say about that. He'll be joining us in about an hour, actually at the bottom of hour number two, so a little bit over an hour. And then also in the second hour of the broadcast, we're going to talk to, uh, or third hour of the broadcast, beg your pardon, we're going to be talking to um, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. 
who is um, a ranking member on the in the uh, House uh, uh, Oversight Committee. And so we're going to be looking forward to And he's also a member of the Judiciary Committee, so we're going to be talking to him about what's going on with Amy Coney Barrett as well. So that's coming up on the program. The other thing I want you to note is I'm a little under the weather. I've been having uh, prone to coughing fits over the course of the last two or three days of the weekend. So just so you know, I will not allow dead air to take over the program if I have to turn off my microphone to deal with my my little cough. So if you hear something random, something random like, oh, I don't know, President Trump condemning white supremacy as he has done time after time after time. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? Or if you hear random racism by uh, Joe Biden, just kind of out of seemingly out of nowhere, if you hear this. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. If you hear things like this. What you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community <laughs> with incredibly different attitudes about different things. If you hear stupidity out of nowhere from uh, Kamala Harris. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. The past couple of years have seen young people getting involved in politics and activism, organizing around issues such as gun control and climate change. Given that policies passed now will affect the younger generation for years to come, do you believe that Americans should have the right to vote at age 16? I'm really interested in having that conversation. I have to tell you that. Uh 18 to 24 year olds are stupid and 16 year olds should vote. Uh, anyway, uh, if you hear random drops like that, just understand uh, it's not, um, uh, it is intentional, but it's just to, uh, to fill the void while I deal with an illness. So apologies for that in advance. Uh, I do want to talk and give you a little bit of audio from something that's a little more timely. This is what, this is how things began today. Good morning, everybody. Judge Barrett's family. Welcome. The hearing to confirm Judge Amy Barrett to the Supreme Court will now begin. I appreciate everyone's cooperation, and we will have a hearing, hopefully, that the country will be in, learn more about Judge Barrett, learn more about the law, learn about the differences uh, in judging, and maybe the differences in the party. If that happens, it'll be a successful hearing. Yeah, and uh, the problem, of course, is Lindsey Graham, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, the problem is that it shouldn't be learning about party per se. It should simply be an evaluation of the qualifications of the nominee. And that used to be the format. That used to be uh, the process for someone becoming confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. Is the person qualified? Do their experiences uh, in the courts or in whatever capacity of life that they were in, do they make them qualified to serve? If they are qualified, their ideology is irrelevant. You must vote yes. That's how it used to be. That's how Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself, far left on the ideological scale, still received 97 yes votes when she was confirmed during the Clinton administration. Because Republicans knew that even though they didn't like her politics and her ideology, she was qualified. 
So their job was to give advice and consent to the president as to her qualifications. Yes, she's qualified. So you grit your teeth and you vote yes. The same thing was done more recently in the Obama years with Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor. They were qualified. Nobody, everybody knew what their left-wing politics were and their left-wing ideologies and that they were going to be um, pretty consistent activists on the court when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, matters of uh, matters of legislation and their constitutionality but they were qualified so they had to get yes votes but that changes whenever it's republicans being nominated or doing the nominating it changed with neil gorsuch it, it changed with uh, with uh, brett kavanaugh and of course it's going to change now with amy coney barrett as well she's not going to be given the fair hearing from the democrats that she deserves and we're, we are here to analyze that as well, right here on The Dennis Prager Show. Thirty-three minutes after the hour, Bob Brand sitting in for Dennis Prager on the Salem Radio Network. I'm going to open up the phone lines to you at 8 Prager 776. That's 877 243 7776. There's a lot to discuss here, particularly with the confirmation hearings underway. For Judge Amy Coney Barrett, hopefully and soon to be Justice Amy Coney Barrett. And the confirmation of of Amy Coney Barrett, I think, is really only a matter of time. It is not really a question of if, it's simply a matter of when. Then the question becomes, what will the liberal Democrats who are outraged over this appointment of uh, an extraordinarily well-qualified female judge to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, what will they do in retaliation? Chuck Schumer has declared that they'll do anything and everything that they have to. Nothing will be off the table if they should win the Senate um, in this upcoming election. The question is, is would a President Joe Biden go along with everything that is on the table, including court packing? Now, we know that he has refused to answer the question for weeks, despite liberal Democrats' proclamations that they will pack the court in order to offset the majority being given now by the uh, confirmation of, of Amy Coney Barrett. This was his latest refusal. Cravian, the multimedia marketplace. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen. Sorry about that. This Sir, is... I've got to ask you about packing the courts. And I know that sure. you said yesterday you aren't going to answer the question until after the election. Uh, but this is the number one thing that I've been asked about. Sorry about that. A little technical glitch here. I want to restart that clip for you from the beginning so that you can hear the question. And Joe Biden's, quite frankly, disqualifying answer to the question. Listen again. Sir, I've got to ask you about packing the courts. And I know that sure. you said yesterday you aren't going to answer the question until after the election. Uh. But this is the number one thing that I've been asked about from viewers uh, in the past couple of days. Well, you've been asked by the viewers who are probably Republicans who don't want me continuing to talk about what they're doing to the court right now. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. I'm not going to play his game. I'm going to stop that there so that you can hear that part again. This is the disqualifying remark I was referring to. Talk about what they're doing to the court right now. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. I'm not going to. No, they don't deserve to know. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. I'm not going to. Mr. Vice President, don't the voters deserve to know what you will do if you become president? No, they don't deserve to know. They need to choose me and elect me president, and then I'll tell them what I will do. 
That, that is just without question a disqualifying remark. The voters don't deserve to know. If he can say that about court packing, which would have such a profound impact on government and our society as, as a whole for generations to come, if he can just say, I'll tell you after you elect me, it's, it, of course it is reminiscent of Nancy Pelosi when it comes to the we came to the 2700 page long Obamacare bill. Yeah, we have to pass it to see what's in it. Very reminiscent of that. Yeah, you have to elect me, then I'll tell you what I'll do. If he can do that with this extraordinarily important matter, I mean, why not other things? Hey Mr. Biden, how do you feel about national security? I'll tell you after you elect me. Mr. Biden, what is your plan for border security? Well, you know what? You don't deserve to know that now. I'll tell you after you elect me. Mr. Biden, what is your stand on taxes? Mr. Biden, you've you've given a couple of different points of view on fracking. What is your real plan? You know what? You don't deserve to know that. I'll tell you after you elect me. Think about that. Have you ever heard such an absurdity? from a presidential candidate in your life. And this man wants your votes. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't deserve I'm not going to play his game. He'd love me to talk about, and I've, I've already said something on, on court packing. He'd love that. What does that mean? What does that mean? I've already said something on court packing. What does that mean? The only thing you've said about court packing is, is you're not answering the question. How, how does he say, I've already said something on court packing? No, you haven't. All you've said is, I'm not going to answer the question. And I've, I've already said something on, on packing, court packing. He loved that to be the discussion. Instead of what he's doing now, he's about, to, he's about to make a pick in the middle of an election. First time it's ever been done. First time in history it's ever been done. It is absolutely not the first time it has ever been done. 19 other times, as Lindsey Graham explained this morning in the opening of the Amy Coney Barrett hearings. But Joe Biden literally just disqualified himself by saying you don't deserve to know what he'll do until you elect him. Much more coming. Bob Branson for Dennis Brink. 17 minutes before the top of the hour. Bob France sitting in for Dennis Prager. Thanks so much for being with us. I come to you live from Cleveland, Ohio, the ReliefFactor.com studios. And uh, the most important election of our lifetimes is just about three, little, little, just about three weeks away. And uh, Dinesh D'Souza's new film, Trump Card, explains why it is so important. Whether it's the creeping socialism of a Joe Biden or the overt socialism of Bernie Sanders, this film reveals what's unique about modern socialism, who's behind it, why it's so evil, and how we can work with President Trump to stop it. Watch this film today at SalemNow.com before it is released to the public. Do not miss this important new film by Dinesh D'Souza. It's uh, at SalemNow.com and watch Trump Card today before it's released. If you're looking for a DVD, you won't find it on Amazon.com because they're, quote, out of stock. But you can order your DVD today at SalemNow.com. The Trump Card movie is an extraordinarily important one. So I just played for you a little clip of Joe Biden refusing to answer the question about court packing. He had no such confusion and no such refusal to answer that question in 1983. In 1983, Senator Joe Biden made it very clear what most of us know still today. President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. 
but it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make, and it put in question for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The president had the right to do that. He uh, was totally within his power, and his, uh, his objective was seen clearly. The president had the right to do that. It was totally within his power, but to do that was a bonehead decision. The wrong move. It put into question for a decade the independence of the most important body in government, including the Congress, and that would be the Supreme Court of the United States. What has changed nearly 40 years later? Joe Biden? And the answer is, of course, he has. It's no, it's no less of a bonehead idea in 2020 than it was in, in 1983, but Joe Biden needs something. Because Joe Biden knows that everything that the President of the United States is doing right now and that the Senate is doing, the Senate Judiciary Committee taking undertaking today's uh, hearings to confirm Amy Coney Barrett are not only 100% constitutional, they're also obligatory. These steps must be taken. Now, he tried to say in the other clip that I played for you, in which he refused to acknowledge uh, the... Um, uh, question of court packing or refused to make a statement on the question of court packing. He said, this has never been done before in history. Well, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Lindsey Graham, wanted to make that very clear today that no, this is in fact uh, just the opposite. History proves that uh, when the president and the Senate majority are from the same party, in the event of a vacancy during an election year, this is ex- this is exactly what has been done and should continue to be done. And we can talk about history, but here's the history as I understand it. Uh, there's never been a situation where you had a president of one party and the Senate of another where the nominee, the replacement was made in election year. It's been over 140 years ago. I think there have been 19 vacancies filled in election year. 17 of the 19 were confirmed to the court when the party of the president and the Senate were the same. Uh, In terms of timing, uh, the hearing is starting 16 days after a nomination. More than half of all Supreme Court hearings have been held within 16 days of the announcement of the nominee. Stevens 10, Rehnquist 13, Powell 13, Blackman 15, Berger 13. So Lindsey Graham made it very, very clear in his opening of the confirmation hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee today that this is absolutely appropriate and in keeping with American tradition. We have, you know, of course, his first part of that response or that remark was in uh, reference to the Merrick Garland situation four years ago when Merrick Garland was put up by Barack Obama in the election year of 2016 after the untimely death of uh, Antonin Scalia. Uh, and, of course, the uh, uh, Senate, led by Mitch McConnell, said, no, we're not going to be taking that up. Because, again, that had not been done in 140 years, where the president is of one party and the Senate majority is of the other party, and a nomination was made. It just, it, it just isn't done. But when the parties are the same, president and Senate majority, 19 times vacancies have occurred, 19 times in an election year. And 19 times, 
confirmation or excuse me nominations were made and 17 of those times a confirmation was made more from lindsey graham so the bottom line is i think it's important this is a lifetime appointment i would like the world and the country to know more about judge barrett i'm proud of you i'm proud of what you've accomplished i think you're a great choice by the president this is probably not about persuading each other unless something really dramatic happens all republicans will vote yes and all democrats will vote no and that will be the way the breakout of the vote but the hearing is a chance for democrats to dig deep into her philosophy appropriately ask her about the law how she would be different um, what's on her mind it gives republicans a chance to do the same thing most importantly it gives you a chance the american people to find out about judge barrett judge for yourself is this the per- is this person qualified is she as qualified as sotomayor and kagan i think so and ultimately, that is exactly what the answer or what the uh, question is supposed to come down to is, is she qualified for this position? Not do I like her politics? Not do I like her religion? Is she qualified? And the answer is unquestionably yes. And then the next question is, is will the Democrats embarrass themselves, the committee, the Senate as a whole, and the United States of America by putting on another show the way they did with Brett Kavanaugh. All right, I promise you I'm going to take your phone calls coming up next right here on the Dennis Prager Show. Bob Francini and the Six minutes before the top of the hour, Bob Fran sitting in for Dennis Prager. Hope you're having an outstanding day. The confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett are underway. We're going to talk a lot more about that in the next hour. Also, at the bottom of the, the next hour, if you missed this... Uh, little promotion. Uh, we're going to talk to Michael Knowles at uh, around uh, 30 minutes past. Michael Knowles is a historian. He is a reporter and writer for, for the Daily Wire, as well as an author and a podcast host as well. Michael Knowles is a tremendous defender and supporter of Christopher Columbus. Today, of course, is Columbus Day. A lot of people have kicked that name out of their calendar uh, and said, no, this is Indigenous People's Day. And they want, uh, they want uh, Christopher Columbus erased from the annals of uh, American and world history. Uh, Michael Knowles is having none of that. He's going to explain more coming up uh, uh, at the bottom of the next hour. All right, let's uh, take a few phone calls now. We're going to go to Jacksonville, Florida first, and that's where it's Ezra, I believe. Ezra, you are on the Dennis Prager Show. Bob France sitting in. Go right ahead. Good afternoon, Bob. Yes, sir. Could- in your opening monologue about the importance of talk radio defeating the I call truth embargo imposed by the mainstream media links directly to something I haven't heard anybody talk about. What's it that? seems to me that the left has this tremendous urgency to promote early voting because they fear that swing voters will learn the truth about things such as the declassified memos that show the coup conspiracy. Uh, I'm sorry, Ezra, I didn't quite follow your point there. Could you say that again? For example, the, the uh, unredacted notes from Brennan when he's sitting in the Oval Office with Obama and others, mm-hmm. they show that they fully understood that um, Hillary's uh, 
dossier from Steele was absolutely right. false. Right. That it specific, the note specifically mentioned that this is their strategy to divert attention from the investigation into her uh, use of the illegal server. Right. All, so all of that is I accurate. Some, some clever person on the left must have realized, hey, these swing voters might just find out about that, notwithstanding the failure of the mainstream media to cover it. So let's get them to vote before they can hear about it. Oh, so you're suggesting the reason that they are promoting early voting is so that some of this devastating information is is uh, uh, is is not presented in time that they will have already cast their vote before they find that out. Yes, sir. One okay. Of okay. But, but it's, it is devastating for somebody that cares about the truth and governance. How can they possibly vote for? A man that was sitting in the office when yeah. this coup was, was being formulated. You 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 raise a very very good question, Ezra, and I totally concur with that. But here's the thing: the early voting issue or the early voting practice in many states began, you know, a few years back. Um, I know here in the state of Ohio, we've been doing early voting for at least the last two or three election cycles. My wife and I usually go to the board of elections and vote early rather than wait until election day. Uh, so it's not new. If it were new, then I would see the point that you're making there. But I don't know that that's necessarily as valid today. Thank you so much for that phone call. We'll be coming right back on the Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take relief factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 